The following podcast contains explicit language. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thank you for joining us again for another awesome episode of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, so we want to provide some some complete and total transparency for the show. We want to give our listeners as much awesome information as possible so That's that why we're they here. can go out and make educated decisions. So one of the things we want to be clear about is Calibrated Power is our sponsor, uh, currently our, our only sponsor, but Danny and I also work as sales reps with Calibrated Power. Now, we don't feel this is an infringement on the show's integrity because we really try to bring out everybody. I mean, we don't sell Ford parts. We bring Ford guys on. You know, I'm not a Cummins specialist. We try to bring Cummins specialists on. The show itself is built around the idea of just getting good information out to people who care. So people aren't guessing about what they're going to be investing in their truck and what kind of money they're going to spend and on the right and wrong parts. That, that's it. That's exactly it. We just... All we want to do is just talk about diesels. To be honest, this is just a cool way for me to get out of doing real work. <laughs> um, and it also affords us some some really cool opportunities. Uh, currently, Calibrated Powers working on a wide elite campaign. So basically, a campaign discussing emissions equipment and whether or not it's as bad as we all kind of have always thought it was. I know in this industry, we have the instinct to delete. Just get rid of it. How many times have we read that comment? Something's happening. I just got to get it out of there. Just get rid of it. And so myself, Nick Pregnitz and Mike Kennedy uh, and Danny, we all went down into the dyno bay and we set up some cameras and we set up some audio and we started to have a conversation about the emissions equipment, how it works, uh, calibrated powers, new emissions tuning. And so this was all for a commercial, right, is is what I'm rambling on about, a calibrated power commercial. Now, generally, we don't build any episodes around a a commercialized idea, so we're not here to sell you anything on the podcast. However, the information that came out of that recording, the audio is just, it's phenomenal, Danny. It's awesome information about everything emissions equipment yeah and, and there's so many misunderstandings there's so many myths out there there's so many just nonsense that's running around the industry i thought it would be really cool to take an excerpt of that audio and just let our listeners hear it before it ever even hits youtube so calibrated power has not released this media yet it's a sneak peek they they i don't know if they'll run with that video uh we we have no idea but what i do know is that the information contained in that conversation I felt was good enough that I thought our listeners would like to to have a chance to hear it. All right, so we're on the dyno at Calibrated Power Solutions. I'm Nick Prignitz. With me, I have sales guy Paul Wilson, Mike Kennedy from the tuning department, and we are going to go over the highlights of our 2010 to 2015 Cummins tuning. I'm going to hand it off to Paul. You know, I'm pretty excited about this, Nick. To be honest with you, I know that we are probably the last in the market to bring CMD and CME full support for tuning out. Yes. Um, I'd really like to dive in for customers and ask you some of the questions that I get asked every day. Please, please. So the first one everybody wants to know right away, how much power can we make? We've consistently made 495 to the tires and close to 1,200 foot-pounds. That's up and moving. I mean, from where we've been in the past with these... That's a huge feat. It's a big jump, man. The trucks start at 345 horsepower, depending on which transmission is in it. I mean, I've seen, you know, like I said, 495, 500. I mean, on the upshifts during some of the drag race testing, we've seen close to 520. That is wild. So strong, yeah. How does it feel on the road? The truck is 
so much more fun to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I came from a twin turbo Duramax LML, great shifting truck, great riding truck, and I jumped into this 345 horsepower Dodge. I wasn't thrilled about it, man. <laughs> I wasn't thrilled about it, but I'm 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 happy to drive it now. It's fun. It's it a, is. I've gotten a chance to drive it too, and it is a blast. I mean, it, it does feel like the power's there finally. Um, yeah. Okay, so what are my options when I'm looking at tuning this? Do I can I only do a single tune? Is it like the LMLs that I have to switch tuners with a programmer? This what is, are my options? Yeah, this is uh, four position tune switchable on the fly oh, via nice. a knob over on the side of the dashboard. So you can switch at any time while you're towing with the truck on so as long as the key's in the run position you can switch tunes <laughs> i think that's huge for customers having that flexibility to go back and forth between tunes has always been a huge selling point in the past yeah, yeah. i see it being big in the future too for these well especially because the tune flashing takes almost 15 minutes on these that is the you killer know, on these. and lml's a minute right you want to be able to switch <laughs> tunes you want to be able to switch tunes i hear you there okay as we're talking about the tunes what other tunes are in my spread obviously i got that big 495 up top what else am i getting in my csp4 yeah, so we want to get, you know, we don't have five tunes, we have four, so it's, you know, we've got to narrow things down. We want your daily driver tune, so we've got a, a driver tune that's about 440 horsepower, 100 horsepower over stock. You know, the idea is long-term reliability, still a ton of fun to drive on the street, but EGTs are going to come down significantly. Um, reliability on the transmission going up. Sometimes <laughs> you just don't need 500 horsepower, right. you know, you don't need 170 <laughs> horse over stock, you need 100 horse over stock. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I don't tow with a hundred horsepower tune. So do I get a tow tune in right, there as well? Right, exactly. So then we then we dial it back and we go the the two tow tunes. You know, okay. the heavy tow and the light tow. And the heavy tow would be, you know, just bumping the cal up just a little bit so that we have a little extra grunt down low. You know, safe for towing at gross vehicle weight. Uh, not a bunch more power, but just a little, you know, a little extra power. And then we have the light tow tune. And this is going to be just under four hundred horsepower at the tire. So you're probably going to see around. 390 okay. um, at the tire on the light tow tune, like I said, 430 on the sport tune, and then the 500 on the bigger tune. Right. Well, it's extremely respectable, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot more fun to drive, like I said. Any problems with this power plant? Anything I should be aware of when I'm getting into tuning it? This power plant is, is robust. The okay. 6.7 liter Cummins is a strong power plant. This thing makes grunt. Um, the thing that has taken us so long on this powertrain is perfecting trans tuning. That's what really what I was hoping to dive into here is yeah. the 68 RFE does not have the best name in the market <laughs> as far as reliability, holding power, staying together. I mean, these are things that there's other companies out there swapping them out for older model transmissions. Yeah. What have we done with trans tuning? Invested a lot of time. <laughs> um, so first of all, we've fully mapped the trans tune in EFI Live. That's something EFI Live didn't do. We, you know, did that for our own usage. So we have shift schedule, torque converter clutch engagement, uh, pressure, everything you need to get good trans function out of the trans is mapped in EFI Live. So we have the ability to tune that on the fly, to work on that on the dyno, to drive it every day. So put a lot of miles in the truck trans tuning. Okay. Let's break that down a little bit because I don't I don't know that everybody understands why those things are so important yeah. as well as you do, sorry, right? Sorry. So yes. if we're talking shift schedule, yeah. why do I want to change the shift schedule? What was wrong with the factory calibration? Well, the factory calibration works pretty good at 340 horsepower. Um, but when you jump up to 500 horsepower, you get a lot more torque out of the engine. And when you get a lot more torque out of the engine, you can benefit from sooner torque converter clutch engagement, so positively coupling the engine to the rear, um, you know, transferring that torque. You really want to have that positive feeling of, of 
torque engagement to the tire. And when you start changing the torque converter clutch lockup schedule, that is when the torque converter clutch locks up, which gears and at what throttle positions, that throws off the shift schedule a lot because the shift schedule, that is when the truck changes gears, is tied directly to throttle position and speed. Those two things, you know, you can't change one without the other. So right. that's okay. That's so I works. can see where this starts to get complicated. Very, I mean, you're yeah. not it, you're not just bumping up line pressure and bumping up shift points. I wish it was that easy. And call it go, right? Right, right? Okay. So I know it's been weeks. You've been down here on the dyno, back in the office, back on the dyno, and out on the street beating on this thing, having yeah. some fun with it. Yeah. Um, one of the things you and I, I know, have talked a lot about is the torque um, torque converter engagement. Yes. Can you explain that a little bit further, maybe for some of the newbies out there, somebody who just bought their first CME? Yeah, yeah. So one of the main complaints on a CME truck or CMD truck, anything 2010 or newer, is you floor this truck from a dead stop with a tune on it, and it the, tech, the tachometer just kind of hangs out at 3,000 RPM forever until like 80 miles an hour, and then it finally feels like it kind of hunkers down and bites and starts to go. Um, that's not... That's not what driving a diesel's about. You know, you should be able to roll into the throttle and the thing should roll. It should go. It shouldn't have to downshift. It shouldn't have to wait till 85 to lock the converter clutch up. Um, you know, the factory has transmission protection in and the transmission protection is there so that um, we don't balloon the converter. Uh, you know, it's not going to let the converter clutch lock up unless the input shaft speed on the transmission and the crankshaft speed are pretty closely matched. Now what we try and do is get out in front of that, get the converter clutch locked up early so the truck is, is biting at the top of second gear, is biting through third gear. So you actually see the tachometer move on every shift, you see the thing run. Um, you're in third gear and you want to get out in traffic, you roll on the throttle, it's going. It's you know, actually it's, putting it's, the power it's, down, it's, it's the not down. just spinning. Okay. It's, exactly. It's not just sitting on the red line waiting to get up to 80 miles an hour so it feels safe <laughs> to lock the converter clutch. Now, one of my complaints has always been the short shifting. You got to end these things, and I, I think we're talking about that here. I go and I floor it, and it just, it just one, two, three, four, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm in fourth gear. And yeah, that's the same thing I'm talking about. You know, if the if the truck is not looking at, um, if it's only looking at RPM, it's going to shift every time it gets to 2850 or 2900 RPM, and if the converter clutch isn't locked the engine's just gonna run away with the transmission. Right. It's, gonna, it's gonna run right through the converter and get right to that shift point, click the next shift off. So you get bop, 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 bop. And it, you know, it shifts a lot, makes a lot of noise, doesn't really go anywhere. Right. So that's what we're trying to get around, you know? And we we do that by getting this thing locked up. And this is my this is my favorite time, because now the truck's in drive and we're on a dyno. <laughs> so this is where we get to see either something awesome happen or, you know, cut and retake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's important that we're on the dyno because you can see that we're in a controlled environment. You know, it's we can we can simulate the same test over and over again. Um, we can go through and make sure that at sixty percent, does the truck lock up in third gear like it's supposed to? You know, like by design. So it it just it lets us build a more consistent calibration. What's taken so long to get this out to the market? Everybody else is already selling these things, right? For for a year or so, EFI Live's been out. You know, we're the only company on the market that specializes in emissions-equipped tuning for these trucks. Everybody else you call is gonna tell you, you gotta take the exhaust off if you wanna make power. You can't do it with the exhaust on. Why do you have the exhaust on the thing? They're gonna wanna sell you a bunch of parts. 
I, I mean, there is a lot of guys out there who just in, immediately want to delete these because yeah. it's emissions, so it's bad. Yeah. And, and that's all they've heard about it. What can you tell us new about the emissions equipment that maybe those guys don't know? Well, there's a lot that goes into the emissions equipment and the emissions systems. And these, these systems are much more robust than the 07 trucks. There's a lot that's improved. Um, and CPS has brought on Mike Kennedy so that we have somebody on staff who is sharp on emission systems, who knows what needs to happen to make them live, who knows what the what parameters we need to get control over. So why don't you tell them, Mike, you know, what what do we have to have control over to make this thing work? Sure, when it comes to um, diesel engines, the uh, most important thing is uh, being able to control uh, the EGR flow. Uh, also, the uh, making sure you have the correct amount of airflow that, that we want. Uh, yeah, so if we can measure airflow, we can calibrate EGR flow, what else do we need to, what else do we need to get into? The other important criteria is um, having uh, complete control over the fuel pressure, uh, fuel injection pressure, uh, engine timing. Uh, those are, those are basically the, the, all, all the tools we need to, to, to really calibrate this thing, that, uh, get the most out of this engine as we, as we want. So when our, when our customers or when our competitors start saying, you can't have a DPF, DPFs are unreliable, DEF systems are unreliable. You know, I, I don't think the customers have a good grasp exactly of what is the what is the biggest wrench in the emissions equipment spoke. You know what I mean? What's the hardest thing to get right? <laughs> What's the biggest thing we're fighting? Right. That's uh, that's uh, that's one of the one of the biggest uh, issues uh, we've had in, in just diesel engines over the last ten years when. Uh, we started off with uh, adding EGR, and then uh, around 2007 we started introducing DPFs, uh, and then more recently uh, DEF control. Uh, early on, there was lots of issues. It was hard to to, main to ensure that the DPF was uh, doing the regens properly, and uh, and that kind of put a, a bad reputation on on DPFs in general throughout the whole industry. Uh, uh, truth be told, those systems work much better now. Uh, that, that concern of, of the DPF uh, leaving it dead in the water on the side of the road, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and then, especially with, uh, with our emissions equipped tuning, there, there's no uh, regen frequency is, is minimal. Uh, depth consumption is minimal. Uh, it's just uh, all around uh, uh, best package possible. So to clarify, you're saying that if I tune my CME, my, my 13 and newer Cummins, I could actually have less regens i could use less def right you're gonna you're gonna have uh less region your regen frequency is going to be lower and then your def consumption is going to be lower as well uh and then the other big benefit of emissions equipment tuning is uh, you had the dpf is still attached to the vehicle and it's it's doing its job of cleaning out the soot before it, it uh exits the the tailpipe which you know that's nice to have out there i mean it's nice to have a, a truck that's powerful and runs crystal clean yeah yeah, yeah. i know the wives appreciate it <laughs> You get out there on the dyno and you, you know, you, there's no smoke. You start the thing in the morning, remote start. You know, I have, I have two trucks in the driveway. One's an LBZ, one is a Cummins. No smoke out of the Cummins in the morning. LBZ's chugging white smoke or blue smoke or what, you know what I mean? It's like... Things I never thought I would hear. <laughs> right. I hear you. <laughs> I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm getting tired of smelling diesel fuel every freaking morning when it's cold out. It's just nice to get in a truck and not smell like shit, you know? I'm with you. I mean, I, I do know a little bit about the DPFs. The size of the DPF has gotten larger. 
how has that impacted the tuning? Was that did that make it easier for you guys? Has that not been a factor? The change in the equipment over the years? I know you said it's more reliable now. The reason why the systems run so much better is just that there's so much more experience on on uh, understanding how these parts work. I mean, in 2007, basically the whole world was first getting into you know using a DPF, and right. uh, it's never been done before. It's never done before until that moment, and so it took a couple of years to work out all the kinks and, and make sure that uh, that we can that uh, the DPFs and the regeneration system can do its job uh, effectively. Okay, so the equipment's gotten better throughout time and that's made the strategy a little so easier? What, what Mike's telling you is the strategy and the equipment's gotten better. So the, the calibrators understand how passive regen works, they understand the implications of EGR, they understand the implications of DEF. They know how this, there's a lot going on at once. Yeah. Is, is that what I'm... Yeah, I mean the biggest uh, the biggest improvement over the years is just is more strategy and and kind of the logic on how you set up the, the engine control strategy and the calibration. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why these calibrations are and the strategies are so complex is that every improvement usually usually means a, an added part of uh, software. Uh, and so over the years, uh, it's just uh, so much more understanding of, of how, how it needs to be built to, to make it work as, as good as it can. I think I just want to kind of know and hit on our, our top three reasons why somebody would consider the calibrated power spade for their CME truck, right? So number one from what I'm recapping here is that these run awesome. The emissions equipped tuning is smoke free. It's quiet. The truck makes 500 horsepower. You can go back to stock whenever you want. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Like, to be honest with you, like how much power it makes, how well it drives, and the fact that I can go back to stock, that's kind of everything I would look for out of a truck in this price range, to be honest with you. I mean, I've driven deleted trucks. I've driven all the competitor stuff. I'm not going to badmouth anybody. I'm just going to say you really owe yourself a drive in this truck with the emissions equipment on before you decide you need to delete your truck. That was the conversation that I got to have with Mike and with Nick on the dyno. What did you think? I thought that was awesome, very informative. I mean, people just don't realize what they're actually doing in their trucks when they start hacking off those high-dollar emissions parts. Absolutely. I didn't I didn't realize how much capacity they had. We've talked about it before. I think being able to drive that truck and talk about that truck was really cool. I absolutely hope our listeners enjoyed it. Um, we want to get you guys, like I said, as much awesome, good information about the industry that we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, 500 horsepower with a stock exhaust. How can you really not be smiling about I, that? I know. I, I grin every time I walk by the truck, and I sure as hell smile every time I'm driving it. You betcha. Well, this has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. The Diesel Performance Podcast. Thanks you for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920.